There it is. What I hear? I, what is? I hear a lot of music. What is that? Little Yachty, son. <laughs> That's your boy. Welcome to the talk show, episode two. Point zero. Point zero. How many points did you call on the intro in there? Twenty-five hundred points. Oh, so many points. And I think this has become the traditional format. I have to ask you so the so listeners can begin to create the imagination of what this is all like in their mind. Where are you, Adam St. Germain? Currently, I am at a roadside parking area on Route 89, Interstate 89 North, just south of the Vermont border in the great state of Massachusetts. Wow. Okay. No, so that's not. That's not. Actually, that's not right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's totally. Okay. That is T- totally wrong. Take two, Adam Saint Germain. Where are you? <laughs> I. Everything I said is correct, except for I'm on Interstate 91 in Massachusetts. Ooh, the nine one. There is. There is no Interstate 89 in Massachusetts. So if anybody was paying attention, they would have known immediately that was full of shit. <laughs> where, where are we going to send the complaints this week? I say we send them to. Hmm. At Specialized Bikes. <laughs> at, at at the real Joe Biden. <laughs> yeah, sure. Send him to that guy. He's got a lot. He's got nothing on his plate right now. Um, All right. Fantastic. Scott. So you wait. Is there a rest area review pending right now where you are? I, there's nothing to review here. There is uh, there is some grass and two picnic tables. <laughs> okay. So, solid. Um. Not even worth the review. I will say, very briefly, I will post a link to the Instagram. The Vermont rest areas along Route 91, and I think on 89, in the 70s, they did this like sculptural installation project, and there's all these concrete sculptures that are now being taken back by nature and falling over, um, which currently I'm laying on one. But uh, <laughs> I will send a link to the story about them. Please picture shirt off just to keep with what we're doing here. Currently, I currently have my shirt on. Okay, great. Um, so where do you want to start, Adam? Are we going to do the countdown to the ultra fitness updates? Uh, well, we, where are you? Um, I'm in the office at my house, my new house here in Austin, Texas, South Austin, way south, off Slaughter Lane, for those of you who know what's up, uh, named after Sojourn Slaughter. A lot of people don't know that. And um, <clears throat> that's not true, by the way, Adam. Um, and uh, yeah, I'm sitting here <laughs> in, in the office. Uh, the dog is not barking. So that's cool. And uh, well, it's a beautiful okay. day out. So just a brief, a brief question before we get into the fitness updates and, um, and all that. You made a reference there, Sergeant Slaughter, which people may or may not know is a famous or infamous WWF wrestler. What do you, how do you feel about uh, wrestling? Oh, um, like uh, collegiate wrestling? It's great. No, no, oh. no. What are you talking about? Professional wrestling. I have to be careful. I, I re- recently discovered that quite a few people that <clears throat> I respect and uh, appreciate in this world really do like the WWF style wrestling, which doesn't appeal to me that much and i feel like i'm I'm coming off on, as the hater on this uh program so far uh 
2.5 episodes in. <laughs> but I'm well, actually a very so. positive person. I love many things. <clears throat> I just, the performative aspect of it and the, the theatricality of it doesn't appeal to me. The physicality is fun to watch, I guess. And uh, so, yeah, I don't know. This is my, my question that I'm really trying to get to here is that I think, get the impression that you really do not like the make-believe. You don't like Game of Thrones because it's a make-believe story. You don't like wrestling because it's make-believe. You don't like make-believe. I'm not a big fan of, true? of what I would call, I'm stealing someone else's term here, but I'm not a big fan of what I would call make em ups <laughs> That's not a real term. I'm not, that, in, that, shit? I'm not, I'm not that interested in make em ups <laughs> <laughs> I like things that have is a that, little bit of teeth in reality. You know, like Game of Thrones now, is great. It's great. It's fine. But, you know, we'll get to that later because I want an update, but not now. Okay. All right. Very good. Well, okay. So you're in you're Texas. I am almost in Vermont. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Don't steamroll me, bro. What's your take <laughs> on on that type of wrestling, WWF type wrestling? You got, you got to throw it down. Because I feel like you baited me hard on that one to try and get me into <laughs> the segment for next week, which is Scott apologizes for things he said last week. But where are you at? Uh, I have no opinion on wrestling. I think it's pretty popular. People seem to really enjoy it. Um, if somebody gave me wrestling tickets, I wouldn't. I wouldn't turn them down. I'm sure it's a good show. Be a good time. Um, okay, Biden. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know who the players are. Like I don't know who's popular in wrestling now, or what the storyline is, or I whatever. Don't I do know I that couldn't they, name any they, of them. They, <laughs> they changed their name to the WWE because they were at some point in our childhood sued by the. World Wildlife Federation, <laughs> the real WWF. <laughs> okay, I'm glad so, they won that battle. I think they must be uh, really, I don't know. I, I wonder if we went to the website right now what we'd get. I might check while we <laughs> talk for a minute. What? Like who's the got WWF w- or, the, or the WWE? Who's got WWF.com? Because wouldn't they have a .org anyway? Probably World Wildlife. Oh, no. Well, yeah, but they changed it. It's, it's WWE. Oh no! I got a I got a, a phishing scam ad when I went to WWF. So don't do that. Oh, Yikes. all right, all right. Where are we? Moving at? on. <laughs> Moving on. All right. Uh, Scott. Yes. You want to take a guess at how many days are left before the Vermont Fifty Miler? I would like to say three hundred and fifty. <laughs> <laughs> this is what I well, want the answer to be. It's not what I think it is. You are uh, you are more than double. So that's oh no, <laughs> for you, um, the correct answer would be one hundred forty three days until race day. Okay, well, work cut out for us then. Where are you at on all this? Oh, I ran. Uh, I did a few three hundred meter uh, repeats this morning. Are you aware of the difference between 300 meters and 50 miles? <laughs> it's, sig- uh, it's significant. I checked. <laughs> well, let me ask you a question. Oh, no. What Go. is different about 300 meters and, and 50 miles? Um, well, do you want me to be philosophical about it, or do you want me to get a calculator out? <laughs> no, I, I would like your philosophical take, because I think ultimately, you know, it's the same thing. I ran 300 meters. Sure. I started, I moved my feet, I finished, and yep. uh, running 50 miles is the same thing. I think, you know, I think the, the answer that you might be fishing for, but that I, and I actually really do 
agree with this. I think the difference there's there's not much difference. The, the idea is when you start out when you start out with that goal, I'm going to go run fill in the blank distance. <clears throat> the 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 thing is, what is your mentality about getting that task done? And if it's a good positive mentality, and you hold yourself accountable to whatever that distance is, then you're winning. But 300 meters is so much shorter than 50 miles. Yeah, it was actually it was pretty quick. There were some fast intervals. I was actually so uh, it reinforced what I thought that my running mechanics are good. My form is good. I am concerned and this will be the real struggle i'm concerned about my running economy mm. for 50 miles discuss Cause really say more about that over 50 over 50 miles it's it's really all about how economic you are with your movement sure and you don't you know you ain't got time to be wasting energy you know no flailing I mean, about bad <clears throat> inefficient movement um and you think about like stuff you forget, like your arms get tired, you know, like things about like, you know, you think about your legs and your lungs, but there's other parts of your body that get fatigued from the repetition. No, my arm, my arms don't get tired because I, because (laughs) I I just threw a wiffle ball straight across home plate at you (laughs) and was surprised when it got slugged right at my face. (laughs) Uh, but all right. So 143 days to go, uh, How's your training going? How are you feeling? Good. Had a family weekend. Didn't get a ton done, but I'm feeling good. I've got clear goals for this week, and I have Saturdays off for the rest of the month, which will be long run day. And then we're starting this training plan. <clears throat> Is it the beginning of next month or the end of this month? I don't remember. It's the 21st. It's the 21st, so it's in about a week. That's good. I feel well, good no. about that. Well, about two weeks. I'm about sorry, two about weeks. Two. I think i got time to get right. I want to get up to where I can – um, do about an hour of running without wanting to kill myself. Uh, and then I think I'll be ready to like really start the training program in earnest. So I'm, I'm on track. It's just going to be, you know, for me anyway, like every time I've done this with cycling too, back when I used to bike race, if I took a reasonable amount of time off, like there's just a window of a few months where everything hurts and then it somehow it starts clicking. So I'm just going to let it hurt till it starts clicking. <laughs> <laughs> So let, let me ask you my, my, my number one question that I will ask you every podcast until September 29th. Go. Do you think you can run 50 miles? Okay, so this is where I'm at mentally about it today. I can do yep. it. I can do it. The, the, you got the, this. The thing that needs to happen for me, and this is the same for you or anybody else, but I think it, it just – it's the difference between people who do stuff like this and people who choose not to is it's the constant accountability. You have to hold yourself accountable all the time. Like you, you got to get out and do the run. You got to make it an early night so you can do the early run in the morning because that's what your schedule needs. You know, it's all those like little moments of like choosing the discipline over maybe something that might be a little bit more fun. <laughs> Uh, well, let me ask you that. That opens a bigger question. Are you, are you good at holding yourself accountable? That's a really good question for me in my life right now, because I've always felt like the answer is yes. And I think, and, but I think like now is a time in my life. And this is part of why I asked you to challenge me and got me into this horrible situation in the first place. (laughs) (laughs) It's because I think in the last 12 months, and I'm, I'm kind of exaggerating there, eight, 
eight or nine months, I felt a little bit more aimless with what my goal would be or what I wanted to, what direction to go in with stuff like this. Jiu-Jitsu kind of, I kind of fell off the train with that for a minute, kind of truly out of lack of interest in that period of time. Overall, I still want to do it. I think about it actually a lot, but it's like, and I've done that with cycling too. Like I, I, you know, I don't want to meander too much through this conversation, but when I moved to Texas, I was still racing cyclocross every other week, doing the weekly races. Pause, pause, pause. Yep. pause. Mm-hmm. We all know there's no actual cyclocross scene in Texas. Okay, fair. Um, <laughs> Carry on. <laughs> no, I, I will take that. Uh, uh, Wiley or anyone else who might stumble into this recording out there who doesn't agree with what Adam just said, please, Adam St. Germain at Specialized. I haven't looked it up yet. That's probably not right. But um, call Specialized. They have a manufacturing hot, hotline. <laughs> just ask for Adam St. Germain. <laughs> <laughs> they'll, they'll funnily yawn through. They'll be like, what? And just be like, no, I need to talk to him. He's in Vermont. Because um, I'm not taking the heat for that. But yeah, because there's some really good racers down here in, in Central Texas. But I'll tell you what, in 09 when I got here, the cyclocross scene was sort of like anything where they might race over grass for a little bit was a cyclocross race. <laughs> it was, was kind of silly. <laughs> But um, but anyway, when I moved down here, I did bikes for a while. And I got to a point where I just, one day I wanted to do it a little less. And the next day I wanted to do it a little less. And the next thing I know, I hadn't touched my bike in a month. And I feel like that happened with jujitsu, and I don't know why. Uh, so I'm trying, and this part of this whole project is trying to get reinvigorated new goals moving forward. <laughs> so I gave you a very sincere right. answer, Adam. I don't know if that's what you're fishing for. Well, that's... Yeah, that's fantastic. No, that's that was exactly what we're looking for. So, let me, a couple follow up questions on this, Scott. Sure. You got your, you got your. Uh, let me back up. I always like to think about uh, life as uh, a bicycle wheel, which is kind of a corny analogy. But um, I'm gonna let you swim in I it think for a of, bit, though. <laughs> that's all right. I think of it as a bicycle wheel, and you need all the spokes of the wheel to be evenly in tension right? So the Mm -hmm. wheel is straight and true and round, and that's when you're the most successful. And if you give too much attention to, maybe it's bike racing, maybe it's CrossFit or Jiu-Jitsu or work or school or whatever, then like things start to get like a little wacky and a little wobbly. Yeah, the wheel doesn't roll right. (laughs) It doesn't roll right, yeah. So you gotta like, you gotta bring it all back into balance, and uh, that's how I try to visualize things. But what I was trying to get to here, you've got your training plan coming up on the, on the, the 21st. Um, how there's other components that go into preparing for a very large event, such as sleep. Do you have a good sleep schedule going and nutrition? Are you eating reasonably well? Uh, sleep is good. I, I really only ever have bad sleep here in Texas because of, uh, the, the local allergens, you know, like we have a lot of weird, funky allergy seasons here in central texas so I, I had a night a few nights ago with bad sleep but generally i sleep really well down here like we get mold and cedar and all this garbage and so i'm pretty sensitive to some of it but for the most part are you get it are you getting eight hours of sleep at least on work oh, nights on work nights it's a little bit less but i'm a nurse people out there probably know that i've said it before but i work in nursing so i only work three days a week and on the nights before i go into work sometimes i don't have the best rest on those nights, but it's, 
I still have four days off where I sleep really well and go do what I want to do. So it's pretty good. Nursing's good for that. And then food wise, right. I, I've been doing, I don't know what you've been up to, Adam. I know with CrossFit, you must have like pretty high, I would think protein requirements and things like that. So I don't know what your food regimen is, but I've, I've been really feeling, uh, uh, the healthy foods lately i kind of went on a binge i think earlier in the year where i was like i never ate fast food like when i was in my 20s i was vegan and then when i was in my 30s i got a little i was still healthy but i wasn't maybe vegan and lately i, I went through a period i think earlier this year where i was like i'm gonna eat fast food <laughs> you know like i've never eaten this shit i'm gonna eat it now and uh not great it was fun for a few months but you don't want to do that <laughs> No, 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 no. I will say, we'll get to this in a bit. Uh, actually, this ties into uh, my my uh, nuggets from the road uh, tip of the day. Uh, but we'll so hold that thought on fast food. We'll talk about that in a minute. Um, my food. I don't have high protein requirements. I just have high food intake requirements. Just so overall, overall eat, calorie intake. Yeah, I eat. Uh, on average, you know, like 3,500 calories a day. And which you can do that as somebody because... who stands, <laughs> say, <it. laughs> as somebody who stands five five foot seven is a lot of uh, is a lot of calories. But I just want to yeah. make yeah. a so, brief interruption to say I've noticed listening back to the the two episodes because I had to do a bunch of stuff to get this stuff. Oh, I should mention this too. I the uh, podcast talk show that you're listening to right now has been accepted by Apple uh, Podcasts and will be available by the time you hear this on the iTunes store where you can subscribe and also rate and review the podcast. And I actually did the first review and I wish I had the text of it in front of me, Adam, because it's pretty funny. I did it as if I was a viewer or a listener um, other than myself. And I I said, A, Scott sucks. B, Adam's pretty entertaining. (laughs) And... uh, And something else. I don't know. It was like three lines, and then I gave us five stars. But, you know, you got a shout-out. Oh, good. And I put myself down. So very self-deprecating. But if anybody listening out there would like to go ahead and um, check that out, subscribe, rate, review. It helps us uh, become a thing where other people will find out about us. Yeah, that's what we need to do. We need to get into more people's ears. Oh, yeah, for (laughs) sure. They want to hear about all this nonsense. I, w- I want to stay on this food topic for a minute. Can we talk about food a little bit more? Sure. What, what's on your mind? I want to talk about when you, when I first met Scott, he was a vegan, which I still think is laughable. But um, <laughs> so that, What part that, of it is laughable? Vegans in general or that I was one? Uh, I don't actually know. I'm going to say in general. So oh, I'll, I I'll thought I had you in a corner where you were going to mess up. I keep trying to get this guy to bite off more than he can chew, and he won't do it. He's so smart. <laughs> um, so, uh, but you moved to Texas. It's true. Land of the Longhorn. And uh, I remember when you first moved down there, you were like, God damn, there's just meat everywhere. All over the place. <laughs> all in your face. All over the place. And then, and then shortly after, you stopped being a vegan. That's true. I don't, and I, I can't say first, I have, I'm a terrible, what we call in uh, the medical field, when we refer to a patient who can't remember shit, we, we call them a poor historian. Um, and uh, <laughs> I am a poor historian. 
I w- I, wait a second. I would also like to point out that I believe most historians are also poor. That's oh wow, digging deep, <laughs> deep. I want everyone out there in talk show land to take that one to bed with them tonight. You can you can you can simmer on that pot of tea for a while. That's 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 deep. <laughs> oh shit! All right, so you're a poor story and you can't remember. But I do think that when I when I moved here, I had I had given up veganism, but but was still vegetarian. And that, and yeah, maybe it was around that time. Yes. And uh, you know, it's like with anything else in life, there was just a point in time where I was like, you know what, I'm in a new place because we're moving. I don't know, Adam, you've done this, so maybe you can say yes or no to this, but. For me, the only time I ever really moved in my life was to Texas. And there was something really liberating about being in a place where nobody knows you. Nobody knows the things that you're supposed to be about or that you're about. And then you keep the things that you feel are really about you and some things you feel like you can lose. So I think in Providence, it would have been really inconvenient and annoying for me to stop being vegetarian or vegan and then when I was in Texas, it was very easy, and I decided maybe I wasn't so much passionate about that idea anymore. Whereas, like at that time, racing bikes and doing these other things, I kept doing those things because I still felt passionate about them. So I think, you know, maybe some people can do that without moving. But for me, it was very uh, convenient to move and have to reevaluate the things that I cared and didn't care about. And you moved to, you know, a couple times in your life. Did you experience any of that? Uh, we're going to get back to food in a second because this, this is a good point. I, I didn't experience that when I moved originally, but I have been talking about this and experiencing it recently when I see people I know from, from cycling and they're like, oh, are you racing this year? And, mm. I, and I very flatly tell them, no, I'm not racing this year. I have nearly zero interest in racing bikes at this point. I still love riding. It's great. Sure. And, uh, but I have no interest in training and racing and like the whole thing. And it seems to your point, when people identify you, like when people identified you as a vegan in Providence, it would have been very difficult to like shake that, that image. It's it's so much of how people relate to you that it's, it's difficult to think about having to deal with changing it. Yeah. And it seems recently, anyway, it seems to me other people, have a harder time digesting that I'm not going to be racing bikes than I do. Like I'm fine with it. Totally fine with it. That happened to me to an extent too. Like when I stopped showing up, when I stopped racing down here, I was so far away from home and my bike racing friends that there weren't a lot of people who noticed, but the people who did notice were like, well, what are you, what are you doing? You okay? Did you hurt yourself? (laughs) I'm like, no, it's just, I'm down here. I don't know anybody. There's no social fun when I go to the race. Like I would go to the races down here at the driveway and much respect to the people who put on those races, by the way. They're amazing. It's one of the most amazing things I've ever seen. It's a midweek race here in Austin. Every week, most of the year, they put on a race that is legit criterium, could be a main event of any weekend anywhere. So it's like amazing. But I didn't know any of the people. And I tried to be social. I didn't find that it worked. And at a certain point, I was like, you know what? I'm pretending that I like this. At this point, I'm pretending that I like this. I'm going to go home and do yeah. something else. Screw you guys. I'm leaving. I'm leaving. <laughs> I'm taking my stuff and I'm going. You know, I, I, yeah. <laughs> I remember one time somebody asked me. I had a, a jersey on from the team I raced on in Rhode Island. And someone came up to me and they were like, 
oh, that jersey is not for that's that's different. What's what's what is that? I said, oh, you know, it's just like a, a, a regional team in Rhode Island, you know, from where I came from, sponsors and stuff. And they're like, oh, and they look so disappointed, like they wanted me to be from like I don't know somewhere. And they just kind of like frowned and rode away. And I was like, oh, all right. That interaction sucked. Um, all right. So back to this food thing, though. I think um, uh, I was going somewhere with this. I don't know where I was going. I think you were going towards, that, towards something to do with healthy food at one point. Is that what you were wanting to talk yeah, about? Yeah. No, we'll, we'll get to the nugget. I'm still not ready for the nugget. Okay. Um, <laughs> nugget. But. I think I think that you'll find that as you start running more, as your volume continues to go up, you're gonna need to eat a lot more. And I found um, last year when I was training for the Leadville 100 mountain bike race, I began eating more food than I had ever eaten in my life. <laughs> I think as as cyclists, we're we're really programmed to eat as little as possible because we want to stay as lightweight as possible. Sure and there's a really de- I I learned personally last year that there's a really detrimental trade-off when you do that. You lose out on a lot of um, muscle growth and and just health, really. And uh, so I started eating like a ton more food uh, last year, and then ironically lost ten pounds, which didn't make any sense. <laughs> um, but, but you know my my metabolism adjusted itself and caught up, and then I was like properly fueled and. And it was really a pretty incredible feeling. So um, that was great. I worked with a nutrition coach. I'm sure she has a name for her business, and I don't know what it is. Her name is Callie, based in Vermont. So hats off. Thank you. But uh, yeah, I think you'll find, Scott, you're gonna, yeah, you're going to end up needing to eat way more food when the training <clears throat> load gets higher than, than you're uh, accustomed to. I think we should so. make a rule for the podcast right now. We're on the air, so I'll keep this light. But if we shout out somebody in the fitness world in, in a positive way, we should probably uh, drop it into the Instagram or the notes uh, section of the, of the episode. So people can look into that person if they're curious. Hot tip. I will, I will uh, make that happen. So yeah. we'll work on that later for the listeners. But if we drop, if we drop some, some science that you're interested in, we'll, we'll make it so that you can get to those people. All right. So back to food. Cause we're going to finish this off with three things. Hit Scott. It. What are you eating now that you're super excited about? You know, recently, like last week or whatever. I've been on a kick lately, and I don't know why. It's probably some kind of vitamin deficiency that I haven't figured out. <laughs> but uh, I've always loved falafel and Middle Eastern food. But lately, I've been on this kick where like I've been eating falafel a bunch, uh, which for people out there who don't know, which hopefully there aren't any of those people. <laughs> but if you don't know, falafel is usually like a sandwich style thing that uh is uh wrapped in a pita bread and has these fried little uh croquettes or whatever you want to call them of like uh chickpea with spices and they're garlicky and parsley and all that kind of stuff and then if if it's really good (coughs) you've got some tahini that you can spread on that little hot sauce and it's just like it's delicious i don't know how to explain if you haven't had it it's a very unique food it's like a very special unique sandwich and i I love it. And then I kind of go on periods where I don't have it for months at a time. And then recently I, I got some from a place called juice land in Austin and, uh, which is a place that serves juice. So I got a juice and a falafel for lunch at work. And I felt like a superhero after I ate it. It was so great. And then I was like, I want to feel this way every day. 
So then I did the thing that you do when you have no restraint where I just did it for like five days in a row and was like, this is insane. <laughs> like, why am I doing this? Oh, man. But nonetheless. But then you realize that you spent you spent $100 on five days. Oh, yeah. I was like, I might as well get a CrossFit t-shirt at this point. <laughs> kidding. <laughs> kidding. One love. One love. Love love you guys out there. Um. Um, all right. <laughs> Falafel and juice. I'm digging it. Okay. All right. What's the hot sauce of choice? Cholula? Um, you know, when I'm stuck at the hospital, <laughs> this is a hot tip for you out there if you work in a hospital, in Austin especially, uh, the cafeteria at our hospital just leaves bottles of uh, Tabasco all over the place, and I steal one and bring it up to the break room and then use it <laughs> on the regular. Solid so, choice. So but choice. the best hot sauce I've ever had is any of the ones by Yellowbird Hot Sauce out of Austin, Texas. And I think they do distribute to other parts of the country right now, but I swear, if you're out there listening, Google them. They have the best hot sauces. Habanero, jalapeno, any any style of hot sauce you can think of, the best. So that's that's what you want. Got it. We and that's it. a tip. We got it. We got it. <laughs> Adam St. Germain, what have uh, you been eating? What are you interested in eating lately? Especially with these calorie requirements you have. Well, I've got a very high calorie requirement, and I have an insatiable taste for dried mango. I cannot eat enough <laughs> dried mango. I, so <laughs> I, I have to ask right off the bat because, A, mango is amazing, so good on you. But well, why dried, right, right. and uh, do you like it not dried as well, or it's just more readily available dried, or, or why dried? Oh, sure, sure. I mean, I, mean, uh, I love mango. Like a, a fresh mango is delicious, fantastic. Although, obviously, requires a bit more preparatory work. You have to cut, slice, you know, whatever the whole deal. Mm-hmm. Um, dried mango, you can just get a gigantic bag of it and just eat it like it's popcorn, which is great. <laughs> <laughs> All right. It's the Adam St. So, Germain hot tip right there. Get the dried mango, eat it like popcorn. Eat it like popcorn. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I don't know. I, I love... I, I like if I get a bag of dried mango, it could be a, a pound bag. I will eat the entire thing. <laughs> it's, I mean, it's a sweet treat. And I think, I mean, nutrient wise, I don't know what happens to foods when you dry them, but I think they retain most of their nutrients that way. But like, it's a, it's a I pretty, think it's, it's a pretty, pretty nutrient rich food. It's, it's good. Pretty good. And I get it. like the, I get like the straight up dry, no sugar added, like whatever. It's, it's yeah. just dried mango. Yeah. You're like, give me the hippie right. version. <laughs> So here's the here's your uh, nugget from the road traveling tip. Adam's nuggets. Is, uh, yeah, Adam. This new new segment, food related. Took a, we took the roundabout way to get here, but uh, <clears throat> I always hear, you know, I talk to other reps that I work with and people that travel a lot and whatever, and they're like, oh, I eat at Five Guys, which I ate Five Guys yesterday, so no no hate there, but I eat at Five Guys. I ate at KFC, they eat a bunch of fast food and shit food, and it's terrible. It's awful. And I always say, like, why don't you just go to the grocery store? And so your nugget from the road is, when you need healthy food, just go to the fucking grocery store. Hell yeah. I'm a, see, I don't know. There's going to be some of your nuggets that I don't know about. This is on my page because I'm a bit, and you know this because Adam and I did a, a <laughs> I think you can, Preach to this, Adam. We did a road trip together at one point, and every town we would go through, I would get excited about pointing out the different grocery stores that were there. And at that time <laughs> in Adam's life, he was not much of a home 
cooking guy. Like he was, you know, not really there yet. Like he is now. That's true. true. And what you would say to me pretty regularly is like, what's wrong with you? Why are you interested in that? (laughs) (laughs) Look, there's a Kroger's over there. (laughs) It's like, no, dude, this is like how I'm going to not eat McDonald's. Like It's important to me. Yeah. All right. All right. Anyway, (laughs) go to the grocery store. There's tons of delicious food in the grocery store. Go figure. Most of the time it's already cooked. You can get the sushi. You can oh, get yeah. burritos. You can get everything. It's great. Great. Grocery store sushi, any any bad problems ever? Any issues? No, I love the grocery store sushi. Yeah, d- down here also, it's pretty I mean, good, I, I think. I, I don't know about up there. I, I was wondering. I don't have a particularly sensitive stomach, so <laughs> I might not be the best litmus test for that. But, uh, yeah, I think it's I think it's good. Fair enough. It's fine. It's fine. You'll build up an immunity. You'll get strong. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, all right, Scott, what's next? What do we got? Oh, so we did driving snacks. Driving snacks. My, 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 you're right. My to-do list for this episode has some autocorrect errors. So do you, you have got, any driving? You typos in there. But now that now now it's a new segment. So do you have any driving snack tips? Like when you're, you drive a lot at work, when you're driving all the time, certain snacks don't make sense because you got to, you know, put your hand in the bag, whatever, back on the wheel. I will, what do you snack I on when give you're you driving? I will yeah, so uh, I'm a big I'm a big burrito guy. It's good to eat while you're driving because you can hold it with one hand. It's relatively self-contained. However, if you get the the pico in your burrito, it might be a little wet, so you might get some some moisture that wasn't drip out of the burrito. So what you do is before you leave the burrito establishment, is you get yourself three to four napkins and you lay down a little uh, lap napkin, put it across. Ooh front of your lap so if you drip no big deal you got the napkins there kind of like an adult bib (laughs) (laughs) slap bib (laughs) slap bib slap bib yeah it's great and then adam st germain's quote of the week hook yourself up with a lap lap bib (laughs) yeah you ball it all up and then you throw it in the passenger seat (laughs) dope love it (laughs) so that's yeah there you go go. so we get a follow-up on a theme from episode 1.5 or Yes. Episode one of the Street Talk Show, uh, where we discussed issues in that most recent episode of Game of Thrones, where we discussed what happened to, I can't remember the character's name, I'm going to describe him as, that white dog guy. Well, so here's the thing, okay, Scott, uh, that white dog guy, his name is Ghost. Got it. He is literally a white dog. Yeah, he's the he white dog, dog guy. So I, was, I don't know why I'm being corrected right now. I nailed it. No, but he's not. A, he's not a white dog guy. He's a white dog dog. He's just a dog. Okay, he's a white. He's dog. a white dog dog. When I say guy, I mean yeah. like you know that's his thing. Like his thing is he's the white. I, he's the white dog. I won't waste time going into all the theories about what it means, but I will say that Ghost has surfaced in the latest episode, and he's fine. Still a little blood on his face because he's you know a little battle worn, but he's okay. Uh. Okay. Except his his owner John Snow has sent him um, north back to mm. quote unquote the wall with this other guy, um, Giant Bane, and uh, so those is being giant, sent away. Do you say Giant Pain? Bane, Giant Bane, Bane. Giant Bane. So like the Batman character Bane, but bigger. 
Well, no, it's a great story about how he got his name. I'm not going to do it justice. Okay. People have to watch the episode. <laughs> okay, I'm not going to. We, we don't need to keep going. To, I feel like a fun game we're doing now on the podcast is I try to see how much we can talk about Game of Thrones between two people where one knows nothing and one seems to know kind of enough. <laughs> Maybe uh, not a lot. Yeah, I'm like. I'm a, I'm a casual watcher. I enjoy the show, but I'm not I'm not listening to podcasts about it. I will occasionally read articles about theories, but that's about it. <laughs> I do see a lot of pictures on my <clears throat> social media feed, and I really do enjoy to, like I said last time, uh, try to figure out. Well, I wonder what's going on with that character. That seems interesting. But uh, <clears throat> anyway, so I'm just happy because when when I you made last time you said that he rushed into a battle, and I made the glib joke that you know only fools rush in. And then I felt bad because I was like, I hope this dog does okay because I think I just made a joke about him dying. And uh, I don't have to apologize for anything next week because the dog didn't die. Nope, he's he's fine. He's totally fine. Yeah, you're in the clear. You're I feel in the clear. great. I got to um, that one. All right, so uh, we've got a few minutes left here before yep. I have to go on a conference call. Oh, a conference call. Um, yes, yes. A planning, a planning conference call is even mm. more exciting. Very good. Um, I love planning. I so, love to plan on the phone. That's one of my favorite places to make a plan is on the phone. <laughs> so, uh, so Scott, what you know? What's coming up in the next few weeks? We know you're running. You're getting up to an hour. We got that. What else is coming up? Anything you're excited about? You gonna go choke some people? Holding what are you my, do? You're holding like, my feet you gotta plant to the trees. What are you doing? Yeah, I'm planting a tree in my yard, which I'm very excited about. It's a very adult uh, behavior, but I, I have this new house. It's in a lovely development in South Austin. I really like it. But the houses are kind of close together. We need some more shade, maybe a little privacy. So we bought a tree. It's a cedar elm. Hashtag cedar elm if you want to look that up out there. Beautiful tree. And I have it in my backyard now but need to dig a hole and plant it, which I'm reviewing some tips for tonight. Anybody out there who has tips on planting a tree, if you hear this prior to – because I work the next two days. If you hear this prior to Saturday – Scotty at talkshow.com. If you have tips on planting a tree, I will take them. Uh, and uh, so that's new. And then just, uh, yeah, gonna gonna hold my uh, feet to the fire, get back to jujitsu uh, this coming week because I'm off Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, which are great days at the academy to do training at noon, which is my preferred time to train. Uh, and thought of Adam the other day because I bumped into socially the one of the owners and operators of our local fitness gym called atomic athlete which is a related uh as like sort of a sister gym to my jujitsu it's a very well-known gym right they're very they're pretty well known it's pretty badass gym it's uh kind of i mean they know what they're doing they're great and they i don't i want to tread lightly when i put descriptors on here but they do performance training that does not branded as crossfit but is, you know, kind of the type of strength and conditioning training that, you know, makes you think of CrossFit, except, you know, they brand themselves a little differently. They're badasses. So I thought of you the other day when I ran into my friend Jake and I was like, oh man, I actually, Adam, I'm telling you, I don't know, I'm not going to promise I'll do it, but I had a moment of thinking I should go try that a few times. <laughs> so, <laughs> so you might have you might have gotten me to the point of, of that, which is I don't know if it's good or bad. 
Well, as soon as you do, I will send you a CrossFit t-shirt from Vermont. <laughs> I don't think you should check with the gym. I think they're still mad at me. I'm not sure I'm okay with those guys. Fair enough, fair enough. I um, went on a riff where I pretended really hard that the gym name sounded perplexing. and I'm not sure they're okay with that. So complicated, so complicated. Uh, great. Well, that's fun. I think that's, you should go try it, you know? Oh, hey, well. Then, you, then you'll know. I've thought about it. Uh, my, and I'm going to be again, real honest this time, uh, walking into it with, with not having lifted any weights or stuff. And I, I wonder what your experience was. Cause I think when you walked into CrossFit, you were, you know, like in shape, but maybe hadn't done weightlifting in a while. W- were, were you, what was your experience with like where you were started out in terms of like how much weight to lift, how much weight to do this or that? With? Well, like how, what was your yeah, experience okay. like? First, I was wildly intimidated <laughs> to go in there. Sure, um, for sure. I've never, I've never lifted a barbell in my life prior to. So I was like, what? The? And as soon as I walked in there, I was like, holy shit, these people are very fit. <laughs> <laughs> these people are and, uh, scaring me. <laughs> but, but, I went, but I went through, um, uh, it, it quickly turned from being really intimidated to um, really inspired by, by what I saw people doing. And, like, I saw people um, just doing, like a, like, a rope climb and just, like, climbing the rope 15 feet up off the ground. And I was like, holy shit, that is amazing. How do you do that? <laughs> and, uh, and so, I, anyway, I went through, like, the on-ramp, what they call the on-ramp program, which is, like, the intro program. And there's four classes. Um, where it's just you and the instructor or you and the teacher or coach, whatever you know title they want to go by. And they walk you through very simply all of the movements, like can you squat? Can you do a pull-up? Can you whatever, like the progression of everything. And I was like, okay, I got some more confidence of what I'm doing. And then I went to a few classes. And the way our gym is run is there's three very distinct um, tracks for the class. There's a fitness track sport track and then competitor track and then the fitness one is like a little more entry level there's no barbell movement so i did that for months um no barbells just like you know picking up slam balls and dumbbells and kettlebells and all that stuff and then eventually progressed on to uh the sport one but what level is it where you take off the shirt like i I imagine the first level is shirt on (laughs) Oh, yeah, no, you definitely start with maybe even a hoodie. You might even have a long sleeve shirt. <laughs> yeah, at yeah, that point. for sure, for sure. Or, or, even, or even a hat. You might even be wearing a hat because you're like, yeah, i got a hat on. Ski mask, shit. you know, uh, just straight up get it, <laughs> gangster. And then, and then, you know, when you get to sport, you're like, okay, well, definitely, maybe if I'm doing a hard workout, I take the shirt off. And then competitors, like, you don't even, you just start no shirt the whole time. They don't even let you bring one in the oh. gym. No, you're not even allowed in with the shirt. <laughs> Man, uh, take take that shot off. This is good. <laughs> yeah, I, I would I would say, but at the at Champlain Valley, uh, you know, super fortunate. Like they're they're incredibly good coaches, and they're really um, they're really good at providing direction and telling you like, hey, this is a good a good way to start with. And they're they're very conservative, and they really help you with doing all the movements correctly before That's a, so important, right? Yeah. Oh, hugely important. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, like I, I don't do yeah. it, but I familiar a little bit with the concept and if, if you have like with anything even in jujitsu if you're if you're taking on the weight of the competitor that you're grappling with like you just have to have a sensibility about 
you know, how your body works or you're going to hurt yourself. <laughs> but I think when you're yeah. lifting something, yeah, yeah, yeah. you got to understand, like, I would think the mechanics of the movement and then hopefully having somebody like really reviewing you and watching you do it to make sure you're not doing something stupid. Cause that's my biggest fear. I think with anything related to lifting weights is that I'm just going to do something, you know, the listeners have probably figured out by now, I will find a way to do something stupid. <laughs> if you take an eye <laughs> off me for I mean, a minute, I will find a way. Yeah. I would, I would say if you go, if you find yourself at a, at a, um, uh, well-respected, high-quality uh, establishment, which I assume Atomic Athlete to be, then odds are you will be in the presence of very qualified and attentive coaches. And they're hella swole. I'll say that, too. <laughs> oh, they're so swole. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, last question um, for you before we peace out on that subject, because we're getting up against time. I want to know, what is the next thing you are wanting to accomplish in the gym when you're at CrossFit? Like I've seen some videos where you're trying to do specific movements or exercises. Is there one that you're working on right now that, that you're trying to, you know, do one of those videos oh, yeah, of? Yeah. So, or, or do so privately the, without one, the video? Yeah, well, I haven't posted a video of it. I, I really want to get a ring muscle up. Um, Describe that because I think I know what it is, but I'm not sure. Yeah, so so if you picture you're hanging from some set of gymnastics rings, they're overhead. Your arms are straight over your head, and then in in a one fluidish movement, you uh, raise your body so that now the rings are pressed down, your arms are straight down, and the rings are at your waist. Right. So, so that's one movement yeah. where your arms are going through like I guess 180 degrees of movement from like above your head to, to next to your thighs or something or, or waist, I guess. Yeah. They're at, they're at your waist. Yeah. So you're pressing, you go from like pulling, to mm -hmm. pulling yourself to up, pressing, to pressing yourself up. So I wonder yep. like, yep. Yep. you've got your body weight, but isn't that, it seems like that's almost more than a body weight movement. Cause you, cause the balance well, it's, or something, it's a, <laughs> you know? it's, a, it's a very, it's a very coordinated, uh, gymnastics-based movement. So even though you might have, uh, somebody might have the strength to physically do the movement, getting the timing of uh, all the components of the movement down is quite challenging. So we have that to so, look forward to, everybody, on talk show Instagram. Yes. But at what the I'm, talk show on Instagram. What I'm gonna, we're, it's coming. It's coming. <laughs> hot, hot heat. Adam's bringing it. What I'm going to, what I'm going to, speaking of hot, hot heat, what I'm going to report on next time on Street Taco, is I am going to go to hot yoga tomorrow. Ooh, hot so yoga. Ne never done. Yeah. So is it is it like an athletic-based? Because there's different – I mean, hot yoga is obviously no. yoga done with, you know, the, the temperature turned up. But is it like a power yoga type situation or what? what, what is it? No, 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 no. This, this particular studio follows the Bikram method, which if anybody's listened to that ESPN a, podcast about Bikram – we all know that story. He's a maniac, but apparently the method is pretty good, so they still follow it. Mm. Word. <laughs> so, but Solid. hey, I think what um, I have to jump off. So I got to go on this call. Yeah, this guy's I have busy. an idea. I'll call, I'll call you back in a little bit. Oh, he's got an idea, and he's going to call me back in a little bit. But we're going we're going to yep. end. <laughs> We're going to end talk show episode two. I think we did a good job. I, I don't know. I want, I'm want. i not seeking praise, but I think I managed to offend almost nobody. 
I think you're pretty safe this time. Yeah, you did a good job. I think I might be in the safe place. I'm not in the upside down. I'm not in the upside down like I was last time. So all is well. Uh, Do do love you all out there in CrossFit land. Still apologetic about that. Uh, Y'all look great without shirts on. I'll tell you that. So good. So good. (laughs) Oh, he's in a wind tunnel now. Everybody. I know. Sorry. I'm walking back to the car. Oh, he's walking back to the car. Uh, so uh, since Adam St. Germain is now going to a conference call where he's going to figure out how to sell you a bike, um, go uh, look around your garage. See if you've got a bike. If you don't, holler at your boy. All right? We're going to sign off. Until next time, Street Talk Show 2. What is it? 2.5? Yeah, that'll be the next one. It's going to be so good. Yeah, 2.5 is next. Working on, go. working on theme music. Peace out.